Touche. 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 We made it. Jeff, what are you fixing? I'm just going to make it be on on the minutes so that we can see the time. Um, excuse me. Hi. Oh my gosh, do you hear that luscious, sexy, deep, but yet gorgeous eyes on his head voice? It's Mike Doyle. Hi. Oh. I love that gorgeous eyes on your head gorgeous voice. Gorgeous eyes on your head I have ears voice. Too. No, I don't see those ears. I can't get past those eyes. <gasps> Mike Doyle is here. You guys, I'm so excited to be here. I love your show. Really? Uh, I do. Yes, I love it. Tell us more about was... why you love our show. Let me just move um, this mic closer to well, you. I love, well, I love both of you. I think you are, um, well, apart from being amazing actors, you're right? wonderful interviewers. Well, really? you're a real get. You're a real true You guest. are a true star of stage and screen. A <laughs> lot of screen. Actually, just recently, like, I can't... New Amsterdam. And... Yeah. Law and, and Order. And uh, directing, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't That's wait to new. talk about that. Yeah, so much. Yeah. So, okay. <clears throat> oh, my Our God. show is about... You. Actors nope. who are, you know, putting in the time. Mm-hmm. You put in some time. Oh, you put, I put in some in, time. It seems like... Sometimes that's all you put in is time. <laughs> it's and right. but, but that's sort of an achievement. I'm just thinking of that right now, saying it like that. We've been doing this for as long as we've been doing, and we still can say, "Yeah, I'm an actor, and I support myself." And I don't take that for granted, right. um, you know, because like it's uh, it's a hard road to hoe. <laughs> it's a hard row even if you are a hoe it's, it's a, a hard row. hoe to row it's a hard road for a hoe when did you get the bug as they say um well it's kind of a bad way to describe it now yeah. that I think about it when yeah, you, yeah, when did you, you get infected when did you get sick when did you allow chaser. this sickness into your soul um, <laughs> edgy. a bug chaser yeah, edgy. That's, a, uh, that's a kink I'm not um, I, you know, when I was a kid, um, the first play I did was, uh, I was act three Prince Charming in Cinderella. <laughs> Makes fifth all the grade. sense in the world. Jonathan Schwartz was act one. And then sixth grade, I was Geppetto <laughs> Wait, act two. Wait, you were the same role you just split it? Oh yeah, yeah. Because they had to have lots of, lots everybody of casting. Everybody had to get, everybody yeah. had to be in the show. Everybody but wasn't included. that a little confusing? Well, but I mean, maybe for my mother you? with her contextual skills. Um, <laughs> wait, that wasn't you in the first act? Why did they put you there? Um, it was like no. Darren from Bewitched. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I did plays when I was in school. And then I, uh, I I grew up outside the city. I was born here in the city, but I, I was... Um, I was a print catalog model when I was a teenager. Only because... You're beautiful. No, because I fit a boy's size 18, which was the clothing size. And you're beautiful. Well, I wasn't. I was an awkward teen. But But, also... There must have been something more to it. It wasn't just like they were like, can't just who's the first person we can no, find who fits right. the well, costume? Uh, but I, so I, you also I had would, a quip. You did a bit. You did, did a bit. I had an up-tempo and a ballad. You had a, bit, you had a ballad and a bit. You were like, oh, I wait, got it. Did your yeah. mom, like, did you have a nope. family friend who had? Nope. I just was like, I'm going to do this thing. <laughs> and my mother's like, you want to do it? You figure it out. So when I was oh like, God, I would I come that. into the city as a 15-year-old. I would ride my bike to the train station. Incredible. I would go on my go where in New Jersey? From Connecticut. Connecticut. And I'm coming to like, you know, 15. the city during, you know, not as safe as it is now time. Totally. And uh, yeah, I, oh, I, love I, it. Did, I did catalogs. So anyway, so then I went to school and I, I went to undergrad. I, I did plays. I, the school that I went to didn't have a, a BFA. 
So it was open to everyone, which was oh, great. I thought you went to Juilliard. I did, but oh. I went to, I was, oh, uh, I later. went to, yeah, undergrad, I was an econ major. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. What did you want to do? Um, be an actor. <laughs> And I moved to New York. I moved to New York. All my friends were, you know, like interviewing. And I was like, I'm enrolling in a Meisner class. And I got a job waiting tables. I love it. At Paramount Hotel. And then I was doing that for a few years, working a little bit, mostly commercials. Um, And I was like, I think I need to learn more. And then I auditioned for Yale. And I didn't get in. And then the next year, someone was like, you should audition for NYU's grad program and Juilliard. And Yale, I didn't get into Yale again, and I uh, got into the two other ones, and I decided to go to Juilliard. Incredible. And how was Juilliard? Uh, the short answer, it's good. The long answer is, it's it's a program. Right. You know, and it's, it's, it's that's what I hear from everybody who goes. Yeah, there. yeah, you're it's there with the same twenty people, thirteen hours a day, five days a week. So, yeah. it, what number were you? Group twenty-seven. So we were there from ninety-four to ninety-eight. Who was with you? Kevin Daniels, uh, who works on television all over the place. Maria Thayer. Do you know oh, Maria? Yeah. I know Maria. Tom Story, yes, who you know, okay. who's in D.C., who's like, you know, Helen Hayes, dripping with Helen Hayes Award nominations. <laughs> so He's the Susan Lucci of <laughs> Helen Hayes nominations. So no, I mean, he gets nominated for everything he does. He's, He's amazing. Phenomenal. But he doesn't win? No. So I'm, well, I think he, I, I don't know if Maybe. Yeah, on the 19th won, yeah. try or whatever. At that point, you just feel people win. Do you know what I mean? It's oh, like... Who, it's also, it, it you, doesn't mean anything. It doesn't yeah, mean anything. anything. Like, wouldn't you... I'd rather have a, a... I'd rather have nominations throughout my whole career than just one win. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. My experience. <laughs> <laughs> one win and then bye. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. what's a sustained career? Winning once or getting nominated consistently? Yeah. Something means you have a sustained career. I always feel like, it. though, that that's like one of those things, you know, just like, it's another club. You know what I mean? There's so many yeah. clubs in what we do. And you're like, can I come in? Can I come in? I mean, the whole thing is, can I come in? And I feel like... I Funny know. how, ironically, a door slammed. <laughs> just after you said, can I come in? No. I heard a door slam. Can, can I come in? Can I come in? Slam. That's so crazy. Incredible. That Incredible. is... Depressing. That's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> That's the universe being like, you. No. <laughs> I was telling a story about something good that happened to me, and I was at my, oh my friend's. God. I was at my friend's it? kitchen. I don't remember what it was, but uh, oh, my is person not open. But what happened was, okay, I, I was a telling so this. So Mike thing. has Here's... just stood up. All right. So imagine there's a, a kitchen counter, <laughs> okay, like an island. He's showing us a That's, counter. You know, waist height. And right. I was like, oh, this really great thing that happened to me. He <laughs> he just kneeled down. And I hid. And my friend was like, where? Where are you going? You're talking about something good. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I am. It was, oh, it was, oh my it God. Was, it was similar to that like door slam. Oh, like, where you're like, because you were talk, kind of bragging, you were... Not even bragging. It was just like, oh, this good thing. And, uh, and you hid yourself and behind hid, the counter. Yeah, I hid. Incredible. What was the good thing That's that happened? That's tell so you. Of course therapist. I don't remember. You don't remember, no, but a good thing happened. I don't remember the good things. The I usually remember the bad things. I think that's sort of universal. Don't you think that's just sort of universal? It I is. think that's yeah, like human it, survival. It does make for, as you said, a hard road to hoe. It's a hard road to hoe. <laughs> so that's road the road memories road. that could flat It's a hard road to hoe. <laughs> so you graduated from Juilliard, and then what went down? Um, you, were at, you were already living in New York. I moved to L.A. I you left did. third oh, year of Juilliard. I didn't do the four years, because I had a degree, and I had a representation. Right, so and you're like, got it. And I, I did some work between my second and third year. 
I did the um, can't wait. Made for television Titanic miniseries starring. Oh my God! Wait for it. George C. Scott, Eva Marie Saint, Catherine oh. Zeta-Jones, oh. Tim Curry. Oh. Um, uh, oh, what's her name? From Taxi, redhead Mary, Mary Lou Henner. Yeah, she would remember. She was the. I, <laughs> oh, I remember also, pictures wait, of you. From also, that. A, her. You know, she's she's got the 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 memory. Uh-huh. You know the the. Yeah. All right. Wait, what so, do you mean she's got the memory? So she, if you she ask has a her photogenic memory, uh, you can say, "What were you doing on May fifteenth, nineteen ninety? And she I, can tell you. That I, here's what. That's though. not fair. I saw her um, maybe four years ago after not having seen her for you know close to twenty, and I was like, "Let's see." And I was the lead of this thing. You know, I was <gasps> I worked every day, right? Yeah. So I go, "Hi, Mary Lou." She goes, "Hi, nice to meet you." And I said, uh, "Mike Doyle." She goes, mm-hmm. Stop. Went, and then I was like, oh, and then I felt so bad. I was like, Titanic. She goes, uh, June 13th, 1990, whatever. She's like, I had a tuna fish sandwich. I was like, oh. yeah, bitch, but you don't remember me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Did not remember. And then I bumped into her like three years after that. Nothing. Oh. Yeah. She's a fraud. So it's a sham. It's a true She tells sham. us she had a tuna fish sandwich. But it's a sham. Yeah. yeah she's always Everyone has a tuna fish sandwich. Yeah, it's the same and story. Then, but then it's the same story. It's, it's a tuna fish. Like it's an egg salad. A Scooby-Doo bullshit. episode where we're like, but everyone knows there was a shortage on tuna during that year. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. You're That's crazy. So, right, you did Titanic. So you're like, I'm good. You moved to L.A. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I... This was one of those Jeff things. has left the room to make noises outside of the room. And I don't know why, but he literally just left the room to make noises. Are you okay? My daughter is a monster. Oh, right. Oh. Beverly is making the most of, of, of this time that we're away from the kitchen. My apologies. It's okay. Not at all. So, yeah. so, so I moved to LA. Wait, I got... so how did you get that lead? I mean, um, that's I, kind of a heady thing to be I had your done, first job. I was at the mall, I had and done. they plucked him at the mall. They said, you look like you could be a lead. You fit this, this size 18. <laughs> it was the boy size 18. It was boy size 18, and they put well, him out. Well, what was the plot of it? Like, I mean, I know <laughs> so the overall thing the plot of Titanic. <laughs> it hit a nice well, It goes it down. It went down. But, but, like, <laughs> it's not Jack and Rose. It's not like you were playing Jack, right? You were, well, I was playing oh English Jack. So there were two storylines. You were playing was, male Rose. There was like a young uh, storyline with uh, myself and this a- German actress named Sansi Array. And then the older storyline was Peter Gallagher and Catherine Zeta-Jones. And so I was like, uh, you know, thief with a heart of gold. And, you know, uh, ew, ew, I mean, ew. I'm doing it badly because it was like, it's so like Dick Van Dyke. But, um... So, um, and I steal my way on board. Tim Curry and I pilfer through guest rooms. Uh, and then I have a, a you know, a change of heart because I'm a, a thief with a heart of gold. And then um, <laughs> as I'm helping the women and children onto the lifeboat, someone jumps on and I get thrown into a lifeboat and pass out. But I, you So know, that's how you live. That's how I live. Yeah. I Without get... being a jerk. <laughs> yeah. But I... you know what the crazy okay. thing is? Tim Curry's character. Oh, God. Rapes Sansi Array's character. It's the weirdest thing. You're like, that was on CBS during sweeps? It was the craziest, <laughs> craziest thing. Um, but I t- made a gag for the shot or when you were shooting the scene of you falling into the boat and getting knocked unconscious to where like the camera is set up just like 
just just left of you and you go like this over and over again, I just mind myself like falling to the side it's, and getting conked in your eyes, like yeah, rolling in your was head. Was it sort of like that? Was it hard to shoot? like when they, Or was it like a real budge situation where it was like you pretended there was water there but you were just on a soundstage? No, um, well, they had some budget and they built like a four-story ship in a warehouse. So we were on top of the ship and, and we were supposed to, like this rope was supposed to tug and right. I was supposed to, you know, I was I was supposed to just go to the edge and then the stunt double was going to do the other part into the boat, fall into the boat. Right. But they didn't rig the rope. And so I went over the side and thankfully I was holding onto the rope and there was a boat, uh, there was an actual lifeboat below, but I went over the edge and I was like, oh shit. And it was one of those early sort of lessons like, oh, stunts can be dangerous because nobody did it first before me right um right. But it was, you know, well they got the shot they got the shot they got the shot did they so they did they got the shot they got the shot that was in the they shot that was in they, the thing they, yeah they're gonna well, use it's it also it's like with, with stunt people like i've had this experience so many times where like your stunt double is like like would it be bad if i slept with my stunt double? <laughs> wait stop that's like a real narcissistic <laughs> thing. right wait a minute so you no, they don't usually look like it so you had you're like, <laughs> what's, what the, what's, what's the line from silence. what's the line from Silence of the Lamb? Nothing. Which Nothing. one? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck oh, me. Oh yeah, I'd fuck me. Yeah, exactly. I'd, no, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me. Would you fuck me? What's that? But if it's the musical, it's I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me hard. I'd fuck myself so fucking hard. God, and hope your I children loved, are enjoying this episode. I loved you guys in that. Yeah, it was really good. The, oh, that musical was amazing. Yeah, it's uh, it's unarguably the funniest musical in my opinion. It, what was so great about it too is that you were all... Like, the material is so un- inherently heightened, but everybody just played the sort of... S- seriousness. Well, like, that took a lot of like direction and like keeping a cap on things yeah. on people. That mm-hmm. that is, that shows a maintenance show. Mm-hmm. It's true. But it's I want to get back to the time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yes. anyway, so so you did. You, maybe you maybe you did not sleep with um no, various. No, I did. But I do love I that. So that shows. Have you ever slept with a stunt double? No, I've never. I've never had a stunt no, double. I've, I've yeah, never, never. I've never. I don't think I've. No, I've never. Oh no, I've never. Oh, um, I think I've, you have. It's no, all right. You don't have to share. I've never canoodled at work, because you don't shit where you eat. You know. Yeah, but that is true. If it's a one-day guest star, how <laughs> often are you eating star. there? How often are you eating? You're just there for the day. You're literally just there for the day. You could so, take a shit where you ate before. Yeah, come on now. You're just there for the day. You're just rolling in and it's out. Not even a possible recur. So wait, right. so 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 you're now. Oh, I want to start a group called Recurs Anonymous. <laughs> just like uh, enough. Um. So I know it's only three lines, but it's a possible recur. Like, so I feel we have so much to cover with yes. you. Okay. Know, so we're in LA. Let's true. just like let's try night. to get to where oh, we Jesus are. Christ. Um, so because anyway, I, too much to I got Titanic because I did a movie of the week before mm-hmm. that with a Mormon tragic love story set in the twenties called The Loss of Innocence with uh, Rob Estes and Jenny Garth, and Incredible. I play her dairy farming husband. And those same people you get cuckolded. I did. Yeah, my half brother comes to town to teach her the piano. And they end up having an affair. And then she doesn't pack my hunting jacket and I get shot on a deer hunt. As you do. As she does. Oh my God. You have like, 
This is like <laughs> classic Hollywood shit. Like when you watch right. sitcoms about Hollywood, yeah, yeah. this is the you stuff. And you're like, up. well, that doesn't actually no. happen. Right. Nope, it, it actually happened. <laughs> yeah, it actually did happen. But so, that doesn't happen anymore. There are no movies of the week. There are, well, there are like... There are like uh, Netflix movies. Yeah, but, right. there are like... But no, they, you know, like Tuesday Night at the Movies or right. Thursday or even miniseries. Like they, I mean, they have now they have limited series and movie stars do them. Right, exactly. And you're just like, does Meryl Streep have to do television? It's like... It's, no, please. Well, I mean, I love Meryl Streep, but like, it's right. just. Anyway, can't we have something? <laughs> totally. So you're a hundred percent on board with this. Let's fight this fight. So you're in LA. Yes. And how long were you in LA? A year, you said. Uh, no, I, I lived there for about three years, and uh-huh. then I came back. Oh, and oh, and so I went there. I had you know big flashy agents, and I had all this stuff, and like. I had I would offers to you know for whole deals and development deals and everyone's like you don't want to do television don't do say no say no and I'm like no and then I moved to LA I leave school I moved to LA and nothing happens really? and all I'm doing is auditioning for television that I'm not getting mm-hmm. and I was like oh shit and it was the first wow. time I mean it was the first <clears throat> You know, there are many ups and downs, but it was like the first sort of like, oh, this is reality. And I I regretted a lot of things that I had chosen as a result of that. And now now I since have, you know, obviously gotten over it and made peace with it. But at the time, I really thought it was over. You know, I was like, oh, it was going so great, and now it's done. Like, what do you mean, the things that you'd chosen you regretted from? You know, because I was offered a lot of things that I was oh, like told to, development deals I, to pass happy. and, you know, to... After Titanic yeah. and those things, and, right? um, yeah. And you passed. You took it... Well, you took advice of professionals and people that were representing you. Yeah. But Your it was, representation. It was, it was also the time, too, like the late 90s, people weren't doing television like they are now right of so course. television was still just about to change and there was this ridiculous notion that I, I had a really terrible manager at the time who represented one of so strangely and coincidentally and ironically represented like my movie actor idol mm-hmm. and i was like yeah of course i want to go with this guy and uh and yeah, it was not. It wasn't. And right. how old were you then at that time? Uh, when that happened. My mid twenties. So isn't it funny? Like, like you were supposed to know what the fuck to do in your mm, mid twenties. But also, you were in that that change period where, mm-hmm. like, you didn't know yet that mm-hmm. like The Sopranos was about to start. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or yeah. Oz or whatever. Yeah. Um, I feel like young people are a little savvier than maybe well, they have my the group were. Yeah. And yeah. so we you can, like, more. Google and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. you can, like, you, there are whole websites dedicated to, like, people's careers. Right. And that person did this, this, and this after getting this, this, and this. And right. like, you did. didn't even have IMDb. You couldn't even go. I didn't. I didn't even have a cell phone. So you're 20 years <laughs> exactly. so We didn't meaning, have electricity. But it's true. Like, you're you couldn't 20. even go and see what no. movie... Someone who you admired did before, other than just 20, like what were you remembered? You yeah. were in your twenties and you were listening to the people that you hi- that are representing you. Yeah. What else were you supposed to do? Yeah, yeah. So then after then after that, well, we, we also make it seem like, I mean, it's also like it wasn't the end of, at all. No, no, it wasn't. But I think you know, I think maybe the, you know, 
the lesson from that was you always think it's going to be one way and it turns out to be something different. Yeah. And, um, and I wouldn't change anything. I mean, I think, yeah, I, I, I think, I don't know. It's a, it's a long, you know, it's just such a long road. It's a marathon. And we always think like, oh, I'm going to finish the marathon once I get this job or this. But it's like, no, someone hands you a cup of water or someone hands you a cup of Gatorade and you keep running, you know? Mm. And that's, I mean, for me, that's sort of the, you know, having a lot of, we all have friends who have different levels of success and you realize like there's no there there. Like, Mm -mm. you know? There isn't. Mm -hmm. There's people that have more money than other people. (laughs) Yeah. That's what, that's what there is. Yeah. There's people that have more money than other people. Yeah. And that's kind of that. Yeah. I always say this story about Amy Poehler when she was on um, SNL. Uh, I overheard her once in the UCB offices being like, I mean, I don't even have a movie to do this summer, so I don't know what I'm going to do. And I was like, oh my (laughs) my God, God. she's on SNL and she's worried about her career? Right. Right. Yeah. It was such a bummer. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, when, you know, when I worked with Tim Curry all those years ago... And I guess at the time he was probably in his fifties, and he and Roger Reese, Roger Reese was in it too, oh. dear oh, Roger Reese, who ended up directing the musical episode of Oz years later. That I really, was on. yeah, oh, wow. Roger was a love. But God, um, I loved him. But the two of them would talk, and I remember, you know, as this kid, you know, still in school, I was like, these guys, and Peter Gall, I was like, these people have it. That like, this is this is it. Yeah. And they, you know, they had stuff to legitimately gripe about and like we're concerned right. about and, and I was like oh shit if they're worried like I better figure some things out and and what it what it taught me without getting to like you know um uh Oprah-esque about it but I love you, Oprah it's fine you like you know you you have to make peace with being present with what you have and how do you do it that's the challenge that's the challenge. Are you asking me specifically how yeah, I do it? Yeah, I am. I'm asking you specifically. How do how do you, how do we, how do you make peace with those times? I, you know, as much as you have to worry about what's next, when I have a job, I try to really sort of sit in it and really be present to all of that, which is really difficult because most of my jobs are very various degrees of short term so ephemeral right right you know or you you know you've got a big part on a show but you still come in and work two days out of a month and it's like that doesn't feel you know it feels like you're in tech right 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 but you know or you get that play and you're like three months in you're like I don't want to go do it tonight exactly how am I going to I'm so tired even though how am I going to make that downstage cross But you were just saying, what else? You were saying you meditate? Uh, meditate, yeah. I um, I mean, I just try to do the work on myself to uh, not go crazy. Because I think it's a... Have we just taken it? Have I taken this like down no, in the no, corner? All. This no. is exactly what we, okay. why we do this is because we're the same way. Where we're like, how do I stay sane? And also, st- because... I don't know about you, but like I always feel like I have a lot to give, yeah, and no one is taking it. Yeah, <laughs> I, there's a there's a 
when you say go mad, in my head, it is very much what you just said, Jeff. It's, I have, I want to work so bad. Like, <clears throat> we want to work so bad. I don't want a vacation. Yep. I don't want, from what? Like, vacation is me getting to, like, work, be in a show, do something. Like, mm. I have so much that I want to do and do with other people. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't, like, any solo anything. Like, I just want to do it with so many other people and have fun and enjoy and create and feel good at the end of the day and make people laugh and audience or whatever. And when you don't get to do that, when I don't get to do that, I feel a a sense of worthlessness. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm not contributing to society and the planet, not even myself. Mm -hmm. Like that aside, I can't even sometimes face that. Sometimes I can't even like look at that. It's just too much. So I'm like, I can't, how... (laughs) It's when you have so much that's spilling over and has nowhere to go, it can make you feel like you're going a little crazy. And it's getting harder the older I'm getting because I I just feel like I'm supposed to be responsible to be giving back to the planet. You know, like I I don't feel like sort of like young and greedy anymore. I feel old and like I want to be helpful. Yeah. Bountiful I, in a way. Yes, like to and share I want this. Yes, hmm. it doesn't feel singular. It feels yeah. like I'm supposed to be giving back. It feels like I'm supposed to be teaching or just giving back. And it's hard when you're like, how do I give back if I'm not able to like do that? Well, creative energy is like a thing, and yes. I think we all carry it. And when we're given an outlet to channel it toward, there is like it. I mean, I don't know if it's chemical, but like it does feel like there's like creative people have something else going on in mm-hmm. the chemistry, I mm-hmm. think, or here or here, you know, head or heart. And I remember when I finished school, I I went a little crazy apart from like, you know, having some professional downs, but I went a little crazy because I had 13 hours a day, five days a week in which to channel all of that. And right. then all of a sudden I'm just, you know, that guy who won't shut up because yeah. I'm just like, I've got so much energy. Right. 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 Know, right. You know, like, right. Right. And I don't have to go to dance class. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> dance. Um, but it's interesting, you know, I have friends who are, you know, or who have done very well in finance and want to retire early. I'm like, retire? I know. I mean, that's like, it's so antithetical to, like, all I want to do is work. I, I will not, I haven't started working. Yeah, I right. think to myself, I'm like, my dad's like retired at 50. I'm like, I'm going to be 42. Yeah. I haven't started working mm-hmm. yet. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. I know. That's why I met with a financial planner and he was like, what age would you like to retire? And I was like, death. Death. Absolute death. Totally. I mean, I don't want to. I mean, I don't know. I Can I say something? Then you know what's interesting? I just thought of that. What a lovely way to live your life, that you don't ever want to stop working because you love it. So we, I am actually like, if there was a camera on us right now, you would see faces that don't understand the word retirement. Yeah. Like I'm looking at us, and it doesn't even comprehend in our heads. So in a way, it's kind of like how else would you I couldn't imagine living a life where I'm in a job that I can't wait to be done with Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the fact that I mean there's just got to be something to that that I'd love to like think more on and like be able to cling to that like I don't ever want to stop doing what I'm doing yeah but it's yeah go ahead 
I'm going to make a new point. I want you to. No, yours. you know, it's the um, the doing is great. It's the pursuing. It's that horrible. Is, yeah. is is soul crushing. Maybe that's but what that's I want to get being... retired from. Exactly. Maybe I'd like to retire from that. Well, that's I mean, what I said. Too. Off like to only. Off only. Yeah. Rat wheel or whatever. Oh my god! If you could. But that's why being conscientious is so important. That's mm-hmm. why it is like okay. I, I'm in this trailer. Yeah. This is my trailer. Yeah. I'm excited to be in this yeah. trailer and looking at these lines and thinking, what are the lines that I'm going to... I mean, it's, I think that's important to take yeah. that in. And I, I didn't always do that. And yeah. there was a time where, where sometimes the work wouldn't even fulfill me because I was just so hungry for the next thing. And then yeah. I was like... Right. Oh, and there's man. also a thing, too, um, that when you're working... You know, like when you pop into a show or, you know, into a machine that's well-oiled, like you just want to be a good boy. Like, I don't want to mess up because bloopers actually aren't funny. They're expensive and make make people mad. Bloopers are expensive. Yeah. And And they don't have that show on NBC anymore. Right, 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 right. No, but there, you know, there's a pressure to like sort of, at least for me, you know, and I worked on, you know, I popped in on a show for six years on SVU. And I remember how small I would make myself because I was like, I want to get it done in a take or two because everybody wants to go home. And if I do that, I'll be a good boy. And and it wasn't until I left that show, I was like, oh, I need to take space. I need to, and by taking space, enjoy it and like right. be present and be myself, you know, like, right. uh, and, and I, I th- that's challenging to do when you're, um, when you're a bridesmaid and not a bride. Yeah. Right, yeah, you can't do that when you're the yeah. guest star. Right. Certainly not when you're the co-star. Right. Yeah. When, <laughs> when you've got like, those those earrings are too expensive for you. You just gotta say that line. Right, <laughs> and go. Like truly, you cannot They don't care how, how... Please tell me what you, you said can. that is. It's expensive. <laughs> I just always play the like mean gay person. <laughs> also too Those like things. I also think about that too like it's it's good to remind I was reminding myself once I was like going to like a read someone's like come read a script of my film or like or a play like the same is like when I'm going to do something that's like am I there like am I just enjoying that like okay we're all sitting in a room reading something or I'm or even like enjoying the acting you get to do in an audition yeah like yeah. in an audition yeah. like am I having a good time like that's a big flip of the script when yeah. you can do that like uh, I forget who it was. I think it was like George Clooney who talked about, um, he said when he was younger, he would look at it as if someone had a problem to solve and he was a solution. Mm. He's like, great. might not be the right solution for that problem, but, but he I'm will a present solution. a solution. I wonder what he thinks about auditions now. <laughs> <laughs> what are those? <laughs> I'm sorry. Excuse me. That'd be so funny. I don't know that word. You like signed in on a call sheet behind George Clooney. <laughs> Wouldn't you just be like, oh shit, I'm not gonna get. Like this. wow. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Clearly, they're going another way. And he actually puts down his phone number <laughs> when you're supposed to put. I find that very strange. You know how the it's like number, put. Right. It's like put. It's like you know, sign in and give us your phone number. I'm like. Really, you're still, we're still a day and age right now where you're like, you don't just have it literally on my resume or like right. my, like inside that room. You need me to put it down in the you sheet of paper. You have my service number. You have my service number. It's just, God, it's those. kind of strange to me. I have to ask I my, never had one of those. Ugh, service, digital service. But there used to be people service. Like you call. Right. She, be, what's the movie? The uh, Judy Holiday movie? Oh, yeah. Um, where she plays. I uh, bells are ringing. Bells are ringing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the fake prince was in the music. That's incredible. Um, so, so great. So let's we get, get out of the, the 90s? journey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, do you want to the, the the brief cuts? Um, so then I came back to New York. I got a job on Sex. Why did you come City. back to New York? I got a job on Sex in the City. Oh, that's like, why. Not a big one. I did two episodes, and I was like, you know what? It's time for me to come back because LA was kind of killing me. I missed New York. I I was like, I had a survival job. I was. Oh my God, this was the, you know. So I moved to LA with piss and vinegar, like I'm going to take over the world. And I have to get a job job. And so I'm working for this guy who's amazing. And now he's a very successful flower designer, Eric Buterbaugh. But at the time he was just starting his business. And my friend was like, go work for Eric. He'll, you know, it's 10 bucks an hour. It's very flexible. You just deliver flowers. So I had my car and I would deliver flowers <laughs> to... Incredible. Like I bet it smelled better than William pizza. Morris and oh, to wow. like ICM who dr- just dropped me, and uh, <laughs> back then, back then, yeah, it was oh horrible, god, horrible. that is awful to have to go into your agency that you just got. I mean, go it was yeah, it was with I, flowers. I you know I always I've had a few of those and I'm like one for the memoirs, one for the memoirs. it's always right. a good story. I was a, I was a bellman at the Mondrian Hotel in L.A. after Titanic. And wow. it's during Emmy season. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. After you starred in a television show yeah. on a network, yes, you were on a big budget miniseries yes. uh-huh. where you were the lead. Yes. You then worked as a doorman at a hotel in I Hollywood. Need to pay my bills. I just wanted yeah. to. Re- I just wanted to make sure that got clearly through this microphone. Yes. yes. Okay. Continue. So it's Emmy season. So. And you know, people Which were the Madrid. The, the only seasons that <laughs> can't right. you feel it that LA has. I just want to also just sidebar, <laughs> that is not meant to shame or poke fun. That is the oh, reality. No, no, and that's why I say that. No, Continue. of course. Of course. Um, and so I um I'm opening the door oh, and God. there's this gentleman with an Emmy, and I was like, oh. And it was the sound mixer, the you know, guy on set, the sound mixer from Titanic. And he goes, Thank Mike. Mike? Oh my God. What are you doing here? And I said, oh my God. and I said, and I didn't miss a beat. I said, holding the door for you and your Emmy. Oh <laughs> my God. I'm like, what are you going to do? Like, of, of course. course I wanted to die, but I'm like, I'm not going to die. You know, it's no, like, of course. it's whatever. And and then there was actually a party. I was, I got a, a catering gig, you know, because I was hustling with jobs and it was at Chateau Marmont outside and I'm Passing around canapes, oh and God. there is fucking Peter Gallagher, and I did this. He it, right now, Mike is outstretching his hand, and he's looking way over his left. And shoulder then I away. hid behind a bush because I couldn't, like, because you, you know we were pals, you know, like hanging out. Yeah. And I was, I was, I, I mean, I was not proud of hiding, but I was. That was a tough one. <laughs> that was a tough one. And you know, it's funny. Oh. It's, I don't think the actor. It's funny. No, no one in the industry would shame you for taking care of yourself but no, of it, what not. you feel yourself is probably really intense well it's yeah. also like self-preservation where you don't want that like hi buddy yeah what's going on right it's you? like oh god yeah, yeah. yeah for sure it's uh, that's incredible yeah that so you're, but you're back in LA you're back in New York now. back in New York um yeah and then I I did a I did a uh, this play that Craig Lucas directed at the Rattlestick called Saved or Destroyed, with like David Greenspan and Julie Halston and hmm. uh, Larry Pine, and it was so you know Michi Baral, and it was um it was the strangest play that Craig did a beautiful job, but and we happened to get a, a nice review 
But Julie Halston was like, darling, we gotta read the review because I don't know what the fuck this play is about. Shut <laughs> up. Shut up. Yeah. And so we're like, oh yeah, that sort of makes sense. It was very sort of Harry Condolian-esque. And, uh, and then, what, what else? And then her. I did some more plays. And then, oh, and so then, so the job that I got on SVU... Um, I was doing a play with Chad Lowe, and he's like, come to game night on the Upper West Side. It was a rainy Saturday. I was like, I don't know if I want to go. So I go, and his friends are there, which include Marish Gargatay and Martha Plimpton, like Bob Balaban, like, oh, you know, first oh starting night. And it was so much fun. And this guy, Neil Bayer, um, who was the showrunner on SVU. And I had met Neil because if maybe two years before that, I did an episode of ER. Um, and I play this like this law student who loses his mind and attacks his car. <laughs> My wife is Jessica Capshaw. We never met. We met like ten years later. I was like, we were married once in a TV show. Um, but uh, I really want to see that clip. So um, Neil, send us your reel when you leave. Neil had written that you attacked your car. I did because the voices told me to. I need to absolutely fucking see it. <laughs> this episode of Touche is the best episode because all of your descriptions of the things that oh, you've done are I mean, insane. Well, it's, well, it's like crazy that, is you do these amazing, like, serious, like... Yeah, you do, you like, are, dramas. You are, you're That's dramatic, what's so weird. You're that, a dramatic actor, but you're one of the funniest people I know. <laughs> yeah, some people let me be funny, but most people don't. It's because you're handsome. They don't like handsome people to That's be funny. That's the curse. Yeah. But damn I it. don't know. But, um, you've done some pretty funny shit. I was in one with you, so you, you have done me, some pretty... You helped me get one, too, more recently. You put me on tape for that one. Oh, that was a real fun one. You got me that job. Because I, can... I had to sing in this thing. And oh, like, it was I good, it was good, it was good. I get the, the first note, and so off camera you hear Jen go, uh, wait, what's the first word? Um, I don't know, what was uh, the song? I, I sang the song uh, for you. Wait. Because I love you. Oh, no. And you're I'm in the background, you're like, you're like, be. I'm caught in a trap. I can't walk out. And you're like, yeah, you're like, I can't. I was like, I'll just say it. And then you cut it out, yeah. right? I didn't cut it out. I left it in there. Shut up! <laughs> I left it in there. And you got, you got it? Yeah, you got I the did, job. Yeah. What was it? It was for this thing. Uh, it was on Amazon last year called the Romanoff. Oh, yeah. You got yeah. to go like that. Prague. Yeah, it was amazing. You got to go to Prague for like two months, right? For like a month. Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. It was great. It was one of those like, yeah, it was, yeah. It was nice. Right. Um, but anyway, so... Oh, so anyway, so I go to you, this party, party, right? I go to this... <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to go. And Chad's like, Sorry. just come, just come. And uh, I'd been auditioning for SVU a bunch and not getting it. And then I they asked me to cover for Tamara Tooney, who is the medical examiner. And this is probably about a year before this party. And when they did it, because I was like, oh, I don't want to blow my wad. I'm playing like the med tech on SVU. I want to play the guest star because those are the good ones. And they're like, no, it's possible. It's going to recur. <laughs> so I'm like, you guys, I've got this role on SVU, this recurring role <laughs> that never recurs. And so the like, best is when you do a pilot when they oh, say possible recur. And you're like, I don't even know if this show will, show will recur. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so anyway, so I go to this party. And then Neil was there. And three weeks later... I was on the show as the part that I played for the next six. But it, had I not gone to that party, I wouldn't have been on that show. Wow. See, that that's is the incredible. thing where it's like, in a way that's like 
nice to hear, and then another way it's like sort of depressing to hear because it's sure. like you'd never really get a job where it's just a cold audition. Right. Like right. it's always about like that's pretty rare, isn't it? Yeah, it's always about some sort. And a lot of yeah. those times, the connections that you make are because you've done other work, and right. so it right. But and that makes sense. You should, but but there are times when you're like, and I've totally been that person. I've been on yeah. so many shows where I know the showrunner. Explicitly because I know there was show yeah, right, <laughs> totally. right, right. I, uh, you know, Miriam Shore. Yes. Yeah. She was auditioning. There was a Heather Graham show, and she was auditioning to play her best friend. And my friend Nadia Dejani walked into the room, who at the time was Heather Graham's best friend. Stop. So Miriam's like, "Oh, the person <laughs> auditioning to play the best friend is the best, the best friend. friend is actually here. The best friend is actually here. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got the best friend we've in the house. We've got the best friend is actually here. The chemistry will be off the charts. It will be unbearable. Although we've all also auditioned for something that was written for us explicitly and not gotten it, right? I the have first. seen a yes. breakdown that yes. said has said a Jen Harris type and I did not get called in for it. And it was literally a Jen Harris type. And Hilarious. I was like, okay, or you could call me. Right. Or you could call me and I could just do it. Um, but it, it's, it's, you the know. The only thing worse would be a young Jen Harris type or something. I'm sure like that's that. out there now. If I bo- if I even bothered to look at the breakdowns, I'm sure it would be a young Jen Harris type. Funny you know, Mike Doyle type. A funny Mike Doyle type, yeah. No, or a funny Jen Harris but funny. Jen Miller but tolerable. No, no. Jen Harris but fuckable. Jen Harris but fuckable. I think um it's I find it sort of relieving to think that it is a business of connections only because like I'm a friend's person mm-hmm. and I like networking and yet like, I actually think like I'd rather think that I have a you know that like what I've built these past time, 19 years could mean something it does I mean to you know there are those people who you know who are like networkers with a capital N and I right. don't I don't advocate that because I don't think I mean like when you're so sort of white knuckly and like I'm gonna meet this person and they're gonna do well, you know and it's just like just slow your roll and right. like go to a party and have some fun and you know right because if, if you would had if you would had like uh, uh, like some machinations yeah. of what were going to happen at that party. Like if you knew that that guy was going to be at the party and you specifically went to the party because right. of right. that, it wouldn't have worked. Well, no, we talk, no, we talk so. about networking in school at where I teach at ADA mm-hmm. and I talk about connecting yeah. instead of networking. Mm-hmm. I talk about being, I could talk about being a connector instead yeah. of a networker. Networker can be like slimy. Mm-hmm. Connectors are building their career. Yeah. And it's also about like just being a cool person to every single person you meet because... I mean, I guarantee you, I don't know what that showrunner of SVU looks like. Right. Uh, so, right. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, you were on that show for a lot. You kept going back and stuff. And I did, yeah. And, and then it's you had, only like, because I could say, <laughs> my first episode, I had to say, I'll put it in my gas chromatograph mass spectrometer. <laughs> and Ice-T was like, man, it sounds like you say that every day. I was like, I have been for the last five, so I could say yeah, it once yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. But I could say, you know, it was like basically speaking that French language. with no mastery of the language. I never, the, in the, I did, I don't know, in the time that I was there, I could count on two fingers when I had like a scene where I had to play a person who wasn't, Pushing the plot or right. exposition. Or, well, because that, know. I mean, even I bet Mariska Hargay I take and only count like three times. Which yeah, is no, I mean, they, they also, you know, yeah. they also have to do, you know, a lot of the pushing as well. I mean, it was a great job. It was, it was fantastic. But I had longevity because, 
you know, I would clean my apartment and I would run all the lines of like blood splatter pattern, you know, and, uh, and it was like a, you know, it was like a technical. Right. Yeah. Well, you did the work too. Yeah. I did one episode of. I solved crimes actually. Oh, wow. (laughs) He did. He was a crime solver. I'm so impressed. (laughs) He was a crime solver. I did one episode of Blacklist uh, where I was possible reoccurring. Uh, an automotive forensic scientist. So if there's any cars blowing up, they're going to call me back. <laughs> um, and it was all that. And I nailed it for the audition. Mm-hmm. And I, that's the only reason I got it. Yeah. Is I nailed Didn't do as well on set. Took me a couple times. And then when I saw the cut, I was like, okay. They really just were like, eh, cut out a whole chunk of it. And I was like, okay. But it was really just like all of that language. Yeah. I have an episode on criminal intent on my reel where you can just, I'm just saying the words exactly the way that they, like, there's yeah. no acting behind yeah. it whatsoever. And a point, to the point where I'm like, why am I putting this on my reel? Right. right. But they kind of tell you not to, right? Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't think it's on my reel. No, no I mean, they, they kind of tell you not to, not to, to like, Oh, not act. to act. Yeah. yeah, just kind of. Yeah, just. It's a snapshot of you and, the, and read the dialogue. Yeah, there are, there are actually some episodes where... I had to tape my dialogue to like a computer screen because it was just, you know. It was insane. And. <laughs> oh my God. Sometimes I see it and I was like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> you're just yes. reading. You're just you're reading. Just reading. Not like, bad. You must get so much <laughs> residuals from that because it's, it's always a gift that It's a gift that keeps on giving. That's it's, heaven. It's nice. It, I mean, it's not what it was back in the day. I've been, I haven't been on that show. You know, they killed me off in 2009. Why'd they you kill you off? A uh, number of reasons. They were going through some changes and uh i also like i think it was a i don't know was it like a dramatic death yeah i got stabbed in the chest i love it by uh noel fisher who played stucky he was my little mentee and he goes rogue gorgeous i guess so i love i love that i love that you got killed i love a death another one another one describe it after moving to tangiers that's incredible. <laughs> he just, 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 just. So, so. Cut. I mean, it truly is great. Every single description <laughs> has been truly beautiful. <laughs> well, the, you know, then the Oz one was I was I was this rapist modeled after Robert Chambers, the preppy rapist. I get thrown into jail. Did you have with, to rape any girls? I did. Yeah, it was horrible. Jesus Christ! It was horrible because that show was very sort of like visceral and like yeah, they yeah. hired this. This poor woman from Baltimore, and I think she was like a stripper or something, and she was high when we did it. <gasps> Seriously? And like, you know, and on Oz, you had to like, you know, say horrible things. And like, we were wearing these glasses that had cameras, so it was like very sort of like, ugh. Oh my God. It was horrible. Um, but I, the character was, I, so I get, they pulled some strings, and I get to be uh, cellmates with my former soccer coach, Lee Turgeson, and then I find out he's having, you know, an affair with Chris Maloney, and I'm violently homophobic in the show, and I beat him up. They throw me in the cage. He sells me to the Aryans. They gang rape me, and then make me their bitch, and then convince me to escape, and I get electrocuted on the fence. <laughs> so, I all, cannot all. believe that I've ever seen that. Four episode arc. We need to watch that. We need to watch that tonight. Can I say something? And there's a musical episode in all of that. Just... I, just just chew on that. I need to. I need to absolutely. Ah, that's I mean, what I'm doing tonight. What does it do with the '90s or the early aughts and doing musical episodes? I mean, it was crazy. I guess they're stu- transparent. Just did. I guess that's, I, the that's thing. absolutely what I'm going to be doing tonight on my Saturday. Night. It, it was. Great. I had to scream. Oh, 
I had to scream the F word in this cage, like it, like a, like a monster, like a rabid monster. And it was so, it was so crazy. I mean, it was, it was so much fun just because the, right. everybody, Tom Fontana is awesome. And like everybody who was on it was really awesome. And we had to, we actually had to do our own background work because, you know, oh, right. even if you were a lead, you had to be a peer yeah, in the back yeah, because right. everybody was in prison. So we just go to Bayonne, like pay, play cards, read the newspaper. And it was <laughs> Like everybody's just a lot. I have a question. Uh, sorry to bring this back up, but why did they hire an actual? I mean, good for her. She got it. But why did they hire us, not I, an actress? Uh, you know, I think she was. I'm not. I'm assuming sort she's not an actress. There. I mean, okay. maybe okay. there's a little spillover, but it we was, don't know. We don't it know. Was, I, you know, I think it was one of those parts. It would be pretty tough, even then, to find someone to be like, yeah, you can have two guys. You know simulate rape on me in a playground jesus yeah this is really hard yeah and we didn't you know of course there were no uh intimacy Intimacy. coaches yeah exactly i mean and that was one of the times that i was just like wow um i mean because there are things that you do sometimes on tv that like you're like oh this feels so strangely real because it's another human being right i did this right. this is this is not not to compare it to the oz one but i did an episode of criminal minds where i'm like this here's another one i'm a boy texas border cop who takes immigration policy into my own head into my own hands and i'm beheading immigrants as they're Stop. crossing the border <laughs> just like God. leaving the heads on spikes are you kidding me <laughs> no um god it's so funny oh like, you know i should plot God. summarize all these jobs I, I don't think i've ever done that but anyway so we had to do this we had to do this um oh drive God. up right into this junkyard where i'm gonna con- uh, i'm gonna confront the guy who's ratting me out or potentially but i come in in a blind rage in my cop car with a gun right and so I pull up, I skid up, and then I get out of the car. I shoot this guy who's on like a rig to pull him back with, with um, squibs. So it looks like blood's coming out of him. So, and then I go in and I shoot more people. So I pull up, you know, I skid out, skid out the car. I get out, I shoot the guy, and I see, like, I feel the gun shoot. And it, you know, even if it's a blank, it's a blank. You feel the kick. Uh-huh. So I feel that. I hear it. And then I see a man fall back with blood coming out. And my first instinct was, stop! Wait, I'm sorry! Like, I just, like, you feel like... Right. Oh, my God, I've killed someone. I've killed someone. I had to stand stand in front of an 18-wheeler truck once uh, after um, I did this movie about this guy who was on death row, put a curse on everyone, everyone starts dying. I was the 12th Angry Man juror. Years later, shit's going down again. I realize it's all about the curse of this guy, and I'm trying to write the curse, right? Because my son's in a is about to die, and so I'm I'm in like I, I I roll my truck, I come out of a ditch, and I'm walking down the thing, and an 18 wheeler is coming at me, right? So they have to shoot it many different ways. Once you know the right. cameras, you know behind me, and there's a crew behind me, so you feel a little safe as the truck's coming. And then they had the one with the camera the in. The, the truck? The truck. And the crew is a half a mile away because the truck has to speed up. Oh, I have a walkie talkie. So I'm just a man on a road asking it to love me. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm standing there. And a truck is coming. 
And they were the stunt people were like, if you feel unsafe, jump into the ditch. And I'm like, I feel unsafe, and it's a half a mile away. Right. And it's coming, and you take this leap as an actor, like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's going to stop. It's going to stop. But a truck is coming right. at you that right. stops on a Huge dime. Truck. Right. And it was just... And a stunt person's driving it, of course. A, yeah, they had a precision driver. They took all the cargo out of it, so it was a light truck, so it could stop. They told me all the different yeah. ways. But it's still, you know, fucking truck. It's still a truck coming at the you. the middle of Louisiana. Right. <laughs> right. She right. Di- she died. <laughs> she died. Wow. Yeah, did, you, did you have to throw away the underwear that you wore? <laughs> <laughs> did not soil those underwear so, thankfully so, not so those. Gonna, I wasn't wearing underwear it's just the pants I'm gonna I, I feel like we could I know really okay. do sorry, all sorry. of your plots for all your oh shows yes. but I I just wanna sort of maybe we're in New York mm-hmm. you're now like I'm a New York based actor you're doing your shows you, yep. do, you do plays yep. you do TV you do yeah. film mm-hmm. like what where do we bring you to now? Like, yeah, well, 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 I think the big thing is, is like, when did you decide, oh, I'd like to actually direct too? Because you've actually oh. had kind of a, you've done a lot. I mean, like, yeah, you know, it's, you just did a full feature, right? Yeah. I, I wrote and directed a feature called Sell By, which um, premiered up in Toronto at Inside Out in May. And, and it's it been also won that. many awards. It, 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 it has. It did. Yeah. It's been very well received and it's going to come out in April of 2020. Um, we have distribution, which is great. Uh, but is I great. think, you know, to circle back what we, what we were saying earlier about having this creative energy that mm-hmm. needs an outlet, um, I've written for a very long time just because it's something you can do on your own. And it, I just find that if I do it in the morning, the rest of the day I feel sort of calmer, more sane, more Got centered. Yeah, you, you just, like, you get to play. I think ultimately, like, what we do is a form of pretend and play, and, like, you just need to exercise that muscle. It's like, it's like you know, it's like being a border collie. Like, you got to herd. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, years ago, a few years ago, I, I wrote and directed a short that um, was at Tribeca and then got some attention. And this was... Uh, Shiner, it was right. called. With, but um, we can watch it. That's on, on Vimeo. It's on Vimeo, right? It's on Vimeo, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I really, you know, and then after that, I tried to direct some episodic by shadowing on different shows. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. That's like, yeah. my, that's like a recent and, dream of mine. And it's a really hard thing to get Break someone into. to give you the keys to the car because yeah. it's or 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 let you get on the bike really is more apt unless you to watch someone drive you're watching you're watching someone ride a bicycle and you're like okay all right i think mm-hmm, i right, got it's it, I got it. it's like i just need to get on the bike and i'll be a little wobbly but I'll, i'm right. pretty sure i can pedal my way through um and after doing that for a bunch of years on a on a ton of shows and not being able to get to the next step I was like, I need to just do it on my own. And I think Mike Birbiglia talks about um, gatekeepers. Mm. We have so many gatekeepers. Um, and I was just like, I'm just tired of waiting on the, someone to open the gate for me. So I'm going to just do it. And 
that makes it sound easy. It was the the hardest thing right. I've ever done and right. nearly killed me. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I understand. I mean, it was. I, I mean, well, wonderful and horrible. But because um, also you were probably self-producing too, right? Yeah, I was raising the money. I mean, that's yeah, way harder than directing an episode. I would imagine. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but it was it was you know it was the greatest thing ever. Right. I just enjoyed. Um, not acting and just writing and directing and directing actors and um would you ever be in something that you directed i don't know i don't know i that, you know if i were if you know if, I, if it was right around the time i did titanic i i mean if i was like some kid who was you know in their 20s who you know was like hey this is me as an actor like I, nobody nobody cares like what i'm doing as an <laughs> I mean, they, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I'm I'm not... I'm, You're established. Well, not... To, I was going to... That's a nice way to put it. I was going to say, I'm not fresh. You know, I'm, I've been I've been around for a while. So I think, you know, if you're going to write and direct your own thing uh, and be in it, um, you just want the world to rediscover you in a way. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, I wanted to be rediscovered. And, and not, it's not to say that I couldn't do that. I certainly could. Uh, but I wanted to be, I wanted the, the new step to be about something that wasn't acting. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and, um, congrats on it. Yeah, Damn. seriously. And, um, just, I mean, in addition to how successful it turned out, just congrats on fucking getting it up on its feet and Thanks. doing it. It's Thanks. huge. I want you guys to see it. I will be seeing it. Yeah. What's the, what was the hardest part about that? I know there's 30,000 things I know, and there's 80,000 moments where you wanted to probably die and go crawl away and just pay people off to just finish it and not to like, but like what what was probably one of the hardest things about uh, directing and producing your first feature film? Um, oh, God. Uh, I would say raising the money was hard, but keeping keeping the sort of like the critical mass going was very difficult because I had a producer who stepped off and I thought, oh shit, now it's, I'm done for. And all this time and energy and money that's been thus raised is just going to go out the window. And I had actors who I was holding who were attached to it. Um, the hardest thing was the uncertainty of every day. But I think as actors, I came to realize we know that uncertainty because yeah. mm. that's what we live with. Yeah. Like it's never the same. And mm-hmm. like, you know, make a plan and, you know, it, it just turns into something else. And so that was sort of like, that was like the difficult things about it were also wonderful things because I was like, oh, I asked someone for money and they said no. I'm like, that's fine. I'm like people tell me when I'm like when I audition for yeah. something, they tell me no all you know, I get yeah. ninety nine no's every day. For one <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah. You know, so like yeah. you say no, it's like so okay, used to good. It. You're yeah. not gonna come on this journey with us. I'm 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 and of course, you know, in a perfect world that sounds easy. Uh but it I was I was amazed at like how I was mar. I guess I marveled at the resilience that we as actors uh, just have inherently, and mm-hmm. how that could be used for other things. Yeah, yeah. that is fantastic. What's um, 
what's just because you have had you've done a lot <laughs> um and so like what's what's the role that you just loved playing that Ooh, you like that's a good one that you just like it fulfilled you it just mm. just joy um I did this play down at the Culture Project called Betrayal, which was about the Iraqi translators, hmm. and I loved that play. It was based on a George uh, George Packer, who's a New Yorker journalist, um, and it was just this small, quiet play. Um, I loved that. I thought you were going to ask me, what's the part I wish I had gotten? Oh, what's <laughs> that? that? That's a way better question. But I mean, but all... All right, so... I auditioned years ago when I was a teenager for Landscape of the Body, that Christian... Um, Coulson? No. Uh, the, what's his name? The body. Christian, who's on, who's on Bad ro- uh, ro- Mr. Robot. Christian. Oh, Christian, um, uh, uh, 90s, 80s star. Slater. Slater. Oh. Christian Slater got that. I auditioned for Dead Poets Society. Ethan Hawke got that. I auditioned oh. for School Ties. Matt Damon got that. <laughs> I auditioned for Mad Men. Um, John Hamm got that. Oh, you auditioned for Yeah, I was, work- I was working in Pittsburgh, and I went in, and it was for, I think it was Misha Bowling at the time. And I was on my way to the airport to do this other job, and I was not prepared. And usually, like, I, that's the thing, like, I'm, I'm always prepared, and, like, I try to leave it in the room. Like, you know, if every factor lines up, I want to make sure that I do a good job. This, I did not. And afterwards, they were like, um, yeah. Um, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm, you know, I'm... I gotta I, go. I gotta go. So I'm in Pittsburgh, and they're like, they want to see you again. Oh, my God. And I was like... Some show on AMC about advertising in the sixties. I was like, I can't fly myself back. Yeah. <laughs> you know those things called my instincts, jaws. Mike. My jaws just on the floor. Look, I, I don't think it was my part. That was John Hamm's part. Right. Um, but yeah, it's just it's funny. Like over the years, all the different. By the way, my my goal for twenty twenty is to say no more. And this is giving me a cold, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe cold, like yeah. cold sweat. Right, <laughs> no, right, 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 right. I say yes to everything. Yeah, um, yes, interesting. So do I. I. I mean, I, you know, and I, I regret it almost sixty like percent of the time. Though, you know, it's funny because like. Uh, well, we you're being asked about, to do better things. No, no, but sometimes, like, you know, <laughs> like was, some I readings. I want to be able to say yes. I'm, like, waiting to, like, I, I'll say yes because there's nothing coming through. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, if someone asks you to do a reading, you know, and or I, I just find, I don't know, who knows, you know? It's like, well, see, and, and, yeah, me too. And I, I say yes to all the readings. I'm saying more, like, say no to... Do you want to do this show at midnight on Saturday? Bring wigs. <laughs> you know, you know what you're talking about for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I mean, um, so how long is this show? It's, it's as long as we're, we want. We're wrapping oh, this it up. We're wrapping it up. We don't, I don't need to wrap up. We have a. We I'm have having a, a great time. We have a closing question for everybody. Oh shit. So you know, Jen and I set goals. <laughs> I. I I feel Jeff set go- sets goals and I listen and support. <laughs> and sometimes I'll throw a couple things on the fire just to pretend so he doesn't it's feel true. like he's alone. It's true. Je- it's true. Jeff's great at setting goals and I'm mm, here to support. I'm not great at setting. Fulfilling setting. Them. I said setting. setting. I said yeah. setting. So um, 
let's just say a year from now. A year from uh-huh. now, what's the date? Or, or today is November 16th, uh, 2019. So November 16th, 2020. Or truly, if you just want to, if you have one that's for 10 years, that's fine too. It's your own definition. Yeah. I, what, sure. what we're really interested in is like, what's your dream going forward? This can be professional, personal. Yeah, yeah no, personal, you know, it's financial. I'm, I'm, I try to be better with making uh, concrete goals, like because I know some people who have like, all right, this is one year, this is three, this is five, and I've always been sort of like, well, we'll see. But I'm trying to change that. So to answer that question, if I could have a perfect world, yeah. um, dreams. I'm, I'm writing this thing right now. Uh, TV thing that I would want to, like, sort of along the lines of better things, Pamela Adlins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a, a, a different version. Because um, you're not Pamela Adlin. Because I'm not Pamela Adlin. <laughs> uh, but is it like sort of similar, self, like autobiographical? And- somewhat autobiographical. Um, and she writes, directs, and stars in them. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Great. So you would be in your own work. I would be, yeah. Great. This one, this one thing. Great. It's like Louie without the harassment. <laughs> without the masturbation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you never know. You never know. <laughs> well, as long as everyone has consent, it's Yeah, you never know. <laughs> Goals. Goals, dreams. That's I love exciting. that. What else? What else? What oh, else shit, to uh, What else? Um, I would like to uh, have a fulfilling relationship. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've been single, like most of my adult life, and it's um, it's new territory because I've been in a relationship since I'm, you know, twenty. You know, long ones to long ones to long ones, and um, it's nice, sort of, uh, and scary sometimes being alone. But I like it. So, in a year's time, I think I might be done with being <laughs> alone. I'm, 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 I'm there. I'm there. Yeah. I'm a little done. Yeah. yeah. But um, what does a fulfilling relationship look to you right now? Oh. Again, dreams. Honesty. Honesty. Communication. Um, uh, commitment. Um, communication, I think. Yeah. Hot body. Be, and that's not, that's not <laughs> terrible. I mean, it's not I terrible. Mean, that's definitely a component. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a nice component, though. It's never been a, it's interesting. It's, that's never been a thing. Yeah, but me. sexual chemistry is such a, you know, it's a, I mean, it's such an intangible because, like, it doesn't necessarily mean, like, it doesn't. Hot body. You know, it, it can, you know, you either have some, like, sort of. Listen, you can be as hot as you want, but if you don't know how to touch me, we're not going to have some chemical <laughs> And let me tell you what, some really super hot guys do not know how to touch you. FYI. But this is your dream. This isn't mine. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to have, have you help me along the way. Um, this is great. I mean, I... I feel like I haven't said anything. I mean, I know you we've haven't. been talking for an we hour. We should re- rewind this so you can listen to it and hear that you have said something. <laughs> well... I, I, I just hope it's of something of you know. Oh, it value. is because the thing is, is that well, first of all, I don't. I look at you and I'm like, oh well, you've made it. Like you're you, you work all the time. I see you all the time. So I think there is something to powerful in hearing like someone who has <laughs> thirty five crazy stories about being in front of a fucking truck Maybe stopping 50, on a dime, yeah. like. That you still think of it as a marathon. There's not like yeah. 
I mean, you know, it's a hustle. It's like it's. I wish it were. I, I wish it were a little easier. I wish the part, like the the slogs of the audition process, were not the same. Right. Like that. I, you know, there. It, it's uh, you know, it's a hustle. It's still like even for you know, you look at it on paper and it seems like oh yeah, he's set. But it's you know, there's a lot of in between time and there's a lot of like hustle yeah you know it's like it's just you know we're all trying to totally. you know it's all it's um and i always think it's going to end but to a certain extent some things do it you don't have to be a cater waiter right now you don't have to be yeah. a bellman at a ho- at the mondrian yeah. you know what i mean like that's i mean i realize that's sort of like something you tackled a while ago but i'm just no, saying like yeah that's a huge thing to like be like okay well at least i'm in a place now where i don't whatever or maybe one day you do have to go back to doing a job like that and it's like will that be okay like will I feel regressed if that's a situation that I have to be in you know and it's like I there's something though about you that I always because I've known you for a long time since maybe 2001 when we did the plank project together Jeff Witte's amazing play oh my god and you were so I mean it was my first play in New York. Jen was like, it's just a, you know, as we all know, a comedic <laughs> genius, but you had that when you were played the one part of the preacher. Came out with dearly beloved. Dearly beloved. And, and you she, lost your mind every time. No, I just and, did it to make you break every time. <laughs> and I broke every time. I just did it to make your ass break. Oh God, you were funny. What that did you say? So I will be fucked I'll over be the fucked equity. over the equity cut. <laughs> Jeff Whitty, ladies and gentlemen. This is one of my favorite plays. It's so good. It's actually a parody of the Laramie Project, so it's not for the weak of heart. But it is really amazing. <laughs> but it's not of Matthew Shepard. No, it's not. It's of it's a 1,200-pound... Transvestite who falls down a well. Yes. So it's very Je- baby Jessica McClure. Yeah. It's just... It's it's not about Matthew Shepard. It's a, about a troupe of actors going to document something w- which can come across their, as incredibly ridiculous. Their right. earnestness sort of overpowers the actual The story. story. Right. So that's what we're, that's what Jeff was sort yeah. of like, let's poke at this. Parodying. Parodying, which is so funny because back then I knew what parody was. It was my jam, but I didn't know like things. I just like did what my guts felt like. And if people laughed, you just went harder. And like, it's just so, it was so fun. But I, anyway, I've known you for a long time. Uh, I I always, and still this, you're, you always are an actor who you just have such a well-rounded life. You're always such a, like a a guy who's just like, you're like this, like, to me, I see you and I'm like, oh God, this is just like a man who like builds shit and knows things and reads things and knows people and is great at parties and is sociable, but also has his private time and like really good with like your apartments and your house that I used to go to. Like you just know <laughs> things like, lawns and like and like like you know what uh, what would like if like you're a guy that if i had a question about something like this is what you are to me like if my oh, this is almost sad but like if my dad was to ever like pass away god forbid like you are a person that i would call with questions where i'm like hmm. what do i do with the thing with the thing and you know but then you also like as you're fixing he also knows electrics ladies and gentlemen another as you're fixing my thing you're also suggesting how the room can look better but you're also then talking to me about a really amazing article in the new york times like you're so a, a complete mensch. you're a, 
a mensch well, and a person that is that it's always been like an idolistic to me and and very comforting to know that you're there and you're like a, a friend like it's just hmm. Thanks, you Jen. always 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 have been that Thanks. and it's like it's That's it's hard to find it's hard to find a lot of actors who you know or actresses whatever that that are you know that aren't fully like all of us i'm speaking to myself so self-involved that like life isn't like sparkling in yeah well i mean look it's really lovely to hear but you know on the inside of that there is you know like i i I am an actor and i am challenged by life and i do you know get self-involved and you know all those things um but i try to like you know i i guess i just try to be like a normal human person well because you are and it's just always i just it's i i just have always enjoyed like you know mike's gonna be there or something i'm just like oh (laughs) and whether you think so or not you said some good stuff today (laughs) oh my gosh you have no idea Uh, it was fun this is fun touche oh my gosh can i say it too hold on touche i want you to take your time all the time you need in the world okay touche (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>